Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Zoopedia. My name is Zach Zoo, and I'll be your host for today. And I think today we have a very, very interesting topic to discuss, and kind of moving along the entire inspiration behind the quarantine and the coronavirus. When I was driving down the road earlier today, I just remember looking at gas prices and just wondering to myself, hey, that's a pretty interesting topic that I don't think a lot of people really know the backstory or really some really important information in regards to why gas prices are so low right now. So I decided, why don't I do a little bit of research and make a podcast episode about it? So today we will be discussing gas prices and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard all throughout the news that oil prices are at an all-time low and that oil prices are now currently negative, which is pretty insane because that's never happened in history before. It's a very, very complex topic with a lot of variables and intertwining details that kind of play off each other. And it can be very confusing and I'll do my very best to explain it from a top-down level and explain it with as much clarity as I possibly can. I will say that I am by no means an expert in gas pricing or the economy at all, and I've gathered information from my resources of Bloomberg, CNN, BBC, and Morning Brew, and this is pretty much me trying to explain the entire gas price fiasco situation as a normal civilian, if that makes sense. So. Hopefully, I'll do a decent enough job to make sure you guys are well informed about this entire situation because even from my basic knowledge of the entire uh, situation that we're in right now, I had no idea the amount of impact and importance that these cheap gas prices actually have in regards to the future of America. So. Before we get into today's episode, of course, we have to start off with the Zoopedia fun fact of the day. And because today's episode doesn't exactly have the most positive light to it, I just wanted to make sure that the Zoopedia fun fact of the day was as entertaining as possible. So, the oldest Your Mama joke dates back 3,500 years. The New York Daily News wrote that scientists discovered a Your Mom joke on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet in Iraq, which is hilarious because ancient people also had a great sense of humor. And with that being said, welcome to episode two of Zoopedia. We're going to be talking about gas prices during quarantine. Let's take a journey. Alright, so before I can start talking about gas prices and oil prices and how they affect the economy and overall how the entire world is reacting to this entire quarantine and coronavirus situation, I have to make sure that you guys have a basic introduction of how gas prices work, and I will be focusing specifically on how gas prices are recorded and uh, made within the U.S. specifically. Here's the introduction. The usage and pricing of gasoline results from factors such as crude oil prices, processing and distribution costs, local demand, the strength of local currencies, local taxation, and the availability of local sources of gasoline. Since fuels are traded worldwide, the trade prices are similar. The price paid by consumers largely reflects national pricing policy. 
Some regions, such as Europe and Japan, impose high taxes on gasoline, while others, such as Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, subsidize the cost. Fun fact, the cost for gas in Saudi Arabia is currently $1.48 per gallon, and the cost for a gallon of gas in Venezuela is one cent per gallon. Yes, you heard me correctly. $0.01 per gallon of gas in Venezuela. And obviously, that's just because of hyperinflation. The Bolivar has been inflated to the point where it's basically a, a worthless currency. And it's kind of crazy because a gallon of gas is actually cheaper than a bottle of water in Venezuela. Fun fact. Western countries have among the highest usage rates per person. The largest consumer, of course, is the United States, which used an average of 389 million gallons each day in 2019. Moving on to fuel prices in the U.S. and how they are overall calculated. Crude oil is the greatest contributing factor when it comes to the price of gasoline. This includes the resources it takes for exploration, to remove it from the ground, and to transport it. Between 2004 and 2008, there was an increase in fuel costs due in large part to a worldwide increase in demand for crude oil. Prices leapt from $35 to $140 per barrel. Keep in mind that price per barrel right now is negative. On the supply side, OPEC, or the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, has a great deal to do with the price of gasoline, both in the United States and around the world. The speculation of oil commodities can also affect the gasoline market. Just to explain OPEC some more, like I already said, OPEC is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, which consists of 15 countries, Algeria, Angola, Congo, Ecuador, Equatorial Guinea, Gabon, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Libya, Nigeria, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Venezuela. So as you can see, most of these countries are from the Middle East, and they have high reserves of oil. And OPEC's mission is to, quote-unquote, this is literally pulled right off of the OPEC website, to ensure the stabilization of oil markets in order to secure an efficient, economic, and regular supply of petroleum to consumers, a steady income to producers, and a fair return on capital for those investing in the petroleum industry. So basically, OPEC just regulates the pricing of uh, petroleum and oil and makes sure that uh, there's some kind of regulation behind it because obviously it would be a mess if all these countries tried to sell oil individually by themselves. So as I said in the fuel prices in the U.S. section, there's also a graph provided on the Wikipedia website that shows crude oil prices in relation to gasoline prices and literally every single spike and drop within the graph is pretty much exactly the same. So the price of crude oil is heavily correlated with the price of gasoline. Now that you guys have a little bit of a background of how oil is priced in the US and how oil is kind of regulated internationally, we can step into the meat of the episode, which is in regards to why is oil so cheap? Why is it negative? How does it affect the economy? And why should you care about? And like I said before, my sources for this information were Bloomberg, CNN, BBC, and The Morning Brew. Just to give a little bit of background, these quarantine lockdowns were intended to limit the spread of the coronavirus, and because of this, it kind of crushed oil demand. 
people canceled their vacations, there were no more business trips because companies shut down, and that kind of meant that there was no need for fuel. There was no demand for fuel to uh, drive cars, no need for fuel to uh, fly planes, and since no one is really commuting or attending any events, no one's buying gas. So a lot of industries are being hit really hard, like the cruise industry, all kind of airlines, and any industry that pretty much relies on any sort of transportation. So because of this coronavirus quarantine, demand for oil has pretty much dried up as everyone's just staying inside and not really going anywhere. And on April 20th, 2020, U.S. crude oil reached negative pricing for the first time in history. But what exactly does that mean? Because there is such low demand for oil currently due to this entire quarantine situation, the overall supply of oil by OPEC countries has remained the same, and that supply has resulted in a huge surplus for oil, and there's really nowhere for this oil to really go. So oil suppliers are having to like rent tankers and basically just storage units to store like the excess supply of oil, and that's pretty much forced the price of US oil into a negative territory because no one's buying the oil, the oil's still being produced, and there's really nowhere for it to go. So that means that oil producers are literally paying buyers to take oil off their hands because they're scared that capacity for, these, for this excess oil could run out in May as inventories are reportedly surging by 12 million barrels per day during the second quarter of this year, which basically means from the months of April to June. There's literally so much oil in the world right now that's not being used that the people producing the oil are having to buy storage units to store that oil because literally no one wants it. So I thought this was a pretty interesting metric. The price of a barrel of Wex Texas Intermediate WTI, which is the benchmark for US oil, fell as low as negative $37.63 a barrel during the initial price drop of oil after April 20th. But the craziest thing is, in the US, the production cost of a barrel of oil ranges from $25 to $95 a barrel. So basically, for every barrel that's being produced in the US, there's upwards of a $50 loss for producing that barrel, which means that these companies literally cannot function because they're losing money at such a rapid rate. Currently, the overall projection for US oil in June is to be over $20 a barrel. But at the same time, that's still less than the amount of money it costs to actually produce a barrel of oil. And according to CNN, in a $20 oil environment, there is a projection of 533 U.S. oil exploration and production companies filing for bankruptcy by the end of 2021, according to Rystad Energy. At a price of $10 per barrel of oil, there would be more than 1,100 bankruptcies, Rystad estimates as well. Oil prices have collapsed to levels that literally makes it impossible for U.S. shale oil companies to make any money at all. And I have a mentor who has a lot of money invested in fracking companies within the U.S. And all of his investments have pretty much gone kaputs because U.S. oil companies can't function. 
And this is really affecting the economy because, as you know, oil is a pretty heavily traded commodity. So according to Bloomberg, almost a decade of oil demand growth will be erased this year as consumption plunges by about 9 million barrels a day, according to the Paris-based IEA, aka the International Energy Agency, estimates. The largest hit came in April when fuel use tumbled by 29 million barrels a day to its lowest since 1995, the agency said. With oil demand in freefall, Saudi Arabia, Russia, and the other countries within OPEC agreed to slash oil production by almost 10 million barrels a day, or about 10% of global output. Unfortunately though, many analysts say that these cuts aren't big enough to make a difference, and it's pretty much just putting a band-aid over a very serious situation that could potentially collapse the international economy if we don't really figure out a solution anytime soon. It's a very interesting situation, honestly, and I kind of wanted to crack a bunch of jokes during this, kind of just like how it's pretty insane how dinosaur remains from 60 million years ago are causing such a big impact on the economy today, but it's a relatively serious topic, and it's a very up-in-the-air situation, and the reparations for this oil crisis are pretty much unknown. I have no idea what's going to happen. The OPEC has no idea what's going to happen. The U.S. government has no idea what's going to happen. Literally, no one has any clear idea what's going to happen, which is a relatively scary situation. Uh, and I kind of developed a metaphor to really encapsulate the severity of uh, this issue. And it's kind of like trying to play a game of chess blindfolded when you don't know how to play chess, and you have a person who kind of knows how to play chess trying to teach you how to play chess in a foreign language, and the international economy is at the mercy of you winning the game. Yeah, big dunzo, but only time will tell. Before I close out today's relatively gloomy episode, I wanted to read you guys some fun facts in regards to gas pricing in the US today. Based off of the AAA website, today's national average for gas as of May 13th, 2020, yes, as of May 13th, 2020, just refresh the page, it is currently $1.86 across the nation, averaged of course which is absolutely insane because I decided to take a look at the average gas prices of uh, U.S. gas throughout history, and it's actually really interesting. Um, and funny enough, back in 1929, gas only cost 21 cents a gallon. Pretty crazy, right? And the last time gas prices in the U.S. were really at this price was around in 2004 when the national average was $1.88. So current gas prices are actually cheaper than gas when it was in 2004. Now I remember driving down the highway the other day and seeing the sign that said that gas was being sold at $1.55 or something like that. Some kind of ludicrous price that I never thought would ever exist. And that pricing mimics 
the gas price during 2003. And back in 2003, that's when the energy crisis and the Iraq war began. So gas prices are falling to historic lows, which is pretty good for people who are potentially going on road trips or have to be somewhere. But overall, I have no idea what you're going to do with this gas. Maybe you can store it, but at the same time, gas eventually does go bad. So, I don't know. Maybe you have like a gas-powered lawnmower. You can mow your lawn a bunch of times, get some sunlight, do something outside. <laughs> and with all that being said, thank you for listening to a relatively unique episode of Zoopedia. And I hope gas prices remain this cheap for a while because it would be really cool to take a road trip somewhere out west or literally anywhere because I know people are starting to go a little bit stir crazy. So if anyone has a good recommendation of where to go, please leave a comment. But other than that, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Zoopedia and I hope you guys have a great day. Cheers.